Um, it's it's true. When 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 someone came up with Columbo, mm. they were thinking this man is going to solve a lot of mysteries. Except, wasn't Columbo? Is it Columbo that just actually came from this one film, and he was just the detective for that, and then? Then they did another couple of films with him, and then know. it became a TV series. I think so. Uh, I think I watched the film. I think I was like, uh, oh, interesting. Not having seen any other Columbo. This is the origin story of Columbo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like the concept of someone in that studio yes. just going, you know what? I love the way that guy wears a Mac. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I was, and the thing I, is, I was just yeah, I was just thinking like you know, is that is that the movie in which he gets bitten by a radioactive raincoat? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, in the first one, he was like, he had quite neat hair and everything. You know what I mean? He, he, yeah. he didn't look like Columbo yet. He wasn't dishevelled. <laughs> yeah, he was normally. <laughs> Do you think dishevelled. he made therefore made a choice? Like between the movie and the TV show, or du- better yet, during the course of the TV show, that as he went along, he was going to get more and more dishevelled. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. For every <laughs> before Peter Falk was cast in the role of Columbo, Bert Fried played the character in Enough Rope, a 1960 episode of the Chevy Mystery Show. God, so and then it was, just... became... it was just a different TV show. He was a side character on. Well, no, it was like a, that was an anthology series. So it was like this, right. it was just like this week's detective show. And then in 1962, that episode became a stage play titled Prescription Murder. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then it was adapted, the play was adapted as a TV movie in 1968. And that was when they cast Peter Falk. And hang on, there you go. hang on. Yeah. Is that the follow-up? Is that the sequel to Diagnosis Murder? <laughs> it must be. Must it? Well, prequel. Diagnosis Murder was before that. <laughs> Diagnosis Murder and Prescription Murder. Yeah, yeah. The sequel. Prescription Murder is the sequel to Diagnosis Murder. That yeah. is nothing. That is nothing. <laughs> you know Angelica Houston or Huston or however it's pronounced. Yeah. You yeah. know that actor. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know who she played? In an adaptation of a book that was a film in 1999. No. There was a book called The Mammy, right? Which is an Irish book. (laughs) And it was adapted into a film starring Angelica Houston as a character called Agnes Brown. Yeah. That same character you can see on television now as Agnes Brown in the television series Mrs. Brown's Boys. No. The role what? originated by Angelica Houston. That is true. Oh my goodness. Yep. That's true. With with the, the Mammy starring Brendan O'Fraser. Hey, <laughs> written, written by Brendan O'Fraser, whatever his name is. But <laughs> the film star and the film was just called Agnes Brown, and it starred Angelica Houston, and that is true. And that was then adapted into the, the stage production. Mrs. Brown's Boys, or whatever it was originally called, that became the TV series. Did that they not? Is true. Did they not remake the Mammy in 2017 with Tom Cruise? <laughs> you know, as a Tom kind o of Cruise. a kind of Tom O'Cruise, yeah, as a kind of reboot to the to the Universal Irish universe. <laughs> I don't think you can just reboot Ireland whenever you want. <laughs> it's, the cur- it's the curse of the Mammy's tomb. <laughs> um, so from Ant Wilson, we've got who, what, when, where, why. All those questions we need answering. 
Um, that's a tricky you, one because that's it, literally any single murder mystery it, it, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say all, all these questions we we kind of avoid asking on stage unless, at improv performance. Yes, unless this is the uh, the who, what, when, where, why bird, otherwise just known as the Y bird from <laughs> the uh, the Y bird stop on from Play Days. Play Days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, d- I believe that in her first episode, she was introduced as the who, what, when, where, why bird. Wow, that's that's a mouthful. Yeah, from the, uh, um, from the and, and and as we find out, the who, what, when, where, why bird has been murdered and for uh, for like uh, and, and 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 eaten. You know, it's been cooked up by uh, by game <laughs> like like hunters. I mean, you can tell who did the murder in that case. It's probably the person who had them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the BBC, the, the the allegorical BBC of this of this oh, yeah. universe, um, are like our who, what, when, where, why bird has gone missing. Like feathers only are left now. <laughs> this, I'm going this... to follow the feathers to, <laughs> to to wherever the who, what, when, where my bird might have gone. And there's there's a few feathers on the ground, but isn't there's no trail of feathers? No. I think um you know the, the internet quickly picks up this disappearance as a sort of meme of like, oh, someone tucking into the to the Wybird, to, to who what when we're Wybirds, um like uh, co- who's been cooked, right? But of course it's a it's a puppet. It's hmm. it's it's not a real yeah, it's not a real bird. It's just made so of wood. This, so this disappearance is very much a sort of like help people get back a beloved children's uh, character right. that for some reason has been stolen. Mm. It's not a murder mystery, but it's being treated as a murder mystery by Richard Iwadi, by by uh, Nobby Noir, who like is like distraught. <laughs> he loved that puppet. <laughs> On this and so he'll TV do show. anything to he will do anything to get this this puppet back to its rightful place, um, and uh, it turns out it was stolen by another TV network. Oh. <laughs> Desperate what to get their hands on a famous mascot. <laughs> yeah, because Playboss is so good, so popular yeah. that they wanted to steal Wybird and just use her in a rival television program. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was more for, more for the scandal of like this allegorical BBC. Oh, it's, right, it's, yeah. it's allegorical playdays as well. Yeah, they yeah. can't keep their house in order enough to to keep the but it's the, the ac- license. But it's fee. the actual Wybird. It's like being Frank. the The mm. program that Wybird is on is a bit different, and the network that she is on is a bit different. But it's the real yeah. Wybird puppet they use for the film. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. And it's and it's all to make a point of like this these people can't keep their house in order. Come and come and watch us and fund us better. Come and um, come and watch uh, this allegorical ITV uh, because we've got adverts. Come and watch allegorical Sky News. Yeah, yeah. Sky News, Sky Sky Sky, Sky TV. News. Sky t- <laughs> children, <laughs> tra- children says says Roger Allen again. <laughs> children. <laughs> You can't trust the allegorical BBC. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on a minute. I think, right, I think it's just sort of resolved in my head. It's that, so she is, Wybird is taken by poachers, you know, and, Mm. and, 
killed and eaten by poachers. But as the film right. goes on, we learn that no, it's she's been poached by Sky News, and now she's going to be reading <gasps> the, the news. The actor, <laughs> the actor who's playing Wyvern, yeah. is is has been poached by Sky News. Yeah. And, and so Richard, whereas Richard Iwadi was looking for a literal, yeah. um, was hunting around yeah. Sky's like offices mm-hmm. um, uh, to for the puppet. The, the allegorical BBC had still have the puppet, right? They made yeah. it up. Oh, it's a puppet. See, I was thinking that Wybird is now presenting Sky News. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then it's okay, a bird. Yeah, but I yeah, just... yeah. No, that does make sense. Yeah, the performer yeah. who does... So here's, here's yeah. what's happened in real life, right? Sky have poached <laughs> the actor for Wybird for their news. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what's happened in, in 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 what's happened then is the BBC have told uh, Nobby Noir that that she, the Wyber's been poached yeah. in the hope <laughs> that he will go over to Sky and tear up hell, you know, like yeah, yeah, just yeah. sort of uh, cause uh, cause hell. Yeah, and he does. Um, he does. There's he a does, whole scene. But later on, he finds out that they that safe and sound. Yeah. In the BBC's offices is the puppet Wybird, yeah. and they'd made this elaborate wooden feathers everywhere thing to get him all riled up. <laughs> There's a scene where he kind of Mr. Bean-esque walks onto the set of of Sky News, and you know how you can like see people tapping on computers in the background. Yeah, like he's just walking around like <laughs> sort of <laughs> behind the news broadcast, going yeah. where, just, like, just hurling computers off desks and during during the whole time because we're in the fixed perspective of the news cameras. Um, we can yeah. see as he's doing this that Wybird keeps popping up behind tables just where he can't see. <laughs> it's all over the frame. <laughs> Wherever he isn't, Wybird just keeps peeping around things. Um, and I, yeah, I think this is very much the closest Nobby Noir gets to Noir. <laughs> right? where, like, where nobody's the good guy here. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so from Ross Originals, we've got Late Arrivals. Late arrivals. Mm. Okay. Well, that's Nobby every 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 yeah. day. Yeah, Nobby's always getting places late. Yeah, because he's always going off in the wrong direction. Yeah, and so his one day weakness, his, his great character weakness being yeah. bad at finding out where he's going. And so one day he is so bad at getting on the right I don't know boat that he ends up on like a smuggler's cargo ship. <laughs> where you know where like or or what what's a better what's a better vehicle for the phrase late arrivals would that be like a smuggler's cargo train right i don't that's right i don't hang out in a, in airports enough to know that that's a mainly plane reference yeah, okay, well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just phone up uh, Big there Jets TV. Be, and, there, uh, must be sm- <laughs> there must be smugglers' cargo planes. Surely. Probably. Yeah. There was one on Lost. There you are. Yeah. Tom Cruise flew one for Pablo Escobar in that movie. There you go. He did. Um, oh, yeah, that movie. Yeah, that, that, movie, that, that film, movie. dude. You know, that, I don't you think know, Tom that, Cruise that, flew that, it that in real it life. Down. Yeah. yeah. The Tom and Cruise film. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. I think it was just called like Pilot film. or something stupid. Just Pilot. Just bring up a list of t- Tom Cruise films. I'm sure it'll, uh, it'll, <laughs> it'll be quick. Um, yeah, so Late Arrivals. Okay. 
I think, no, I think this is something closer to home. Okay. I yeah. think this is, he's ordered something off, off, off Amazon. Right. <gasps> and it's not, it's not turned up on time. Yeah, oh. he's and so he, he primed it he, and everything. Yeah. He goes, yeah, exactly. And he goes searching for the driver because <laughs> he can see him on the map. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out the driver's dead. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Actually, I yeah. don't know what happens next. No. <laughs> no, indeed. Um. I think, I think, as always, as every episode of Life's a Pitch has to have happen, we have to have one pitch either sideswiping at Amazon or Elon <laughs> Musk. One of the two. Sure, absolutely. They're, they're the long-standing villains of the Life's a Pitch yeah. podcast. Uh, one of the two let's, has to let's be. Let's do uh, both. Why not both? The the killer was Elon Musk, played by Tommy Wiseau, and yes. uh, yeah. and and it was uh, Amazon Amazon rubbish. Uh, and uh, one, like, of the, one of the uh, traditions of the Nobby series, of course, is the twist moment where we find out who out of the cast we've been watching so far in the film is really just a small child that Nobby <laughs> thinks is a grown up because of the way he sees the world. <laughs> So was the truck driver? Was that a child? <laughs> was Elon Musk a little baby? <laughs> no, no, all, no, no, no. Uh, the... Ironically, it was all the all the secret Amazon workforce. Oh, <laughs> that's it. That's the twist. That's that's the culmination <laughs> of the theme across the Nobby film series. Is in this one where he's in one of those bad Amazon factories, and we realise that actually it's child labour the whole time. <laughs> oh. I'll. I'll I'll remind our listeners because this is in the deleted scenes, of course. Yes. Um, that in in uh, the main pitch this week, yes. uh, we had the the whole thing was that that uh, uh, Nobby Noir um, was was trying to solve a mystery of uh, a bunch of uh, you know with a bunch of like A list actors, but then it was revealed frequently in the movie that, that he was essentially in a preschool, yeah. uh, and that they were all child actors. Yeah. Just to, just to, just to, you know... Jog your memory uh, of that. Jog, yeah, yeah jog, jog your memory up a bit. Um, uh, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so so there's, there is, like, he, like, finds a load of workers down there who are all, like, you know, uh, struggling away. And he's like, mm. I'm going to make this, uh, I'm going to make this better. And then it turns out, yeah, that when he, when he eventually gets them out, they were, they're all uh, actually children. <laughs> well, for, for a second, I thought um, that in order to catch up with the Amazon Prime van... Um, mm. uh, Nobby Noir would get the help of someone on this motorbike. Uh, Nick Cage is driving a motorbike who lives next mm. door, and he drives. Yes. He he drives after this Amazon van. It keeps cutting back, and they are just on a push bike. With, yeah. <laughs> he's just on a push bike with his kid. He's just getting a backy. Yeah. With his, with his pegs. With his yeah. Pegs. Still yeah. on these pegs. But it, like it keeps cutting back to Nick Cage and him on a on a motorbike for for some of it as well, <laughs> chasing after this van. Yeah, the, the, it looks really like a high speed chase, but actually it's them on a push bike chasing after this van that keeps stopping to do deliveries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how they catch up with it because it's because <laughs> it's going quite slowly down this road. <laughs> 
but when it cuts back to them as adults, on, yeah. on, like what well, you know, well, as it cuts back to <laughs> cuts back to Nick Cage on a motorbike, it's this really fast pace. They're going over jumps. They're like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like screeching around corners as this van is zooming ahead with, yeah. and it's got like jet boosters on the back and We've, stuff but I like Tommy, Wiseau, that the, Tommy Wiseau driving the bus uh, driving the van going ah, you'll never catch me I'm Elon Musk I can go the <laughs> fastest in one of my Tesla cars <laughs> I like the idea of a, like a delivery driver who's aware that he's being chased but has to do the deliveries. And that's why, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's why he's, he's filling out you were out forms and running up to the door yeah. and putting them in and getting back in the van. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Imagine, imagine you're being chased by something that's relatively slow. Like it's, yeah. a, it's like one of those walking horror things yeah. you know, where oh, it's, like, yeah. it's just walking. Yeah. But also the horror of, of, of being homeless if you get fired from this job. Yeah. You don't fulfill the entire round. Yeah, yeah. So they <laughs> is, have is to, they, he has to deliver all these parcels. Yeah. That would make a good game. Actually, it would. It's like Paperboy. Yes! Except, oh. yeah, except it's, it's kind of like a cross between Paperboy and uh, Papers, Please. Yeah. Yeah. Paperboy's Please, um, uh, in which like you have to make the deliveries, yep. uh, and it's up to you how much you skimp on the, yeah. on the, the, the details. And there's right? various yeah. distractions that keep stopping you. So, like, I don't know, what, what would slow down an Amazon driver? Like, they... A big gate, a big gate, um, big dog. Yeah, um, yeah, all all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, someone arguing about how it's yeah. not the right thing and it, or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, um, and then you get to uh, like, but but constantly you're being chased by this shade. Yeah, this strange, creepy and shade. It's, and thing it's a metaphor creeping. for poverty. Is the shade? Yes, absolutely. Oh, it's a metaphor for poverty. It's a me- metaphor for. Uh, uh, for like your deadlines and your yeah. the things you've got to you've got to uh, yeah go and, fast. and ultimately uh, the approach of time. Yep, you're yeah. just gonna run out of time. You're gonna run out of time. Yeah. Yep, that's it. The uh, the shade gets bigger and bigger with each passing year. Yeah. Let's see. Can't, can't so there we have forever. it. Uh, okay. Late arrivals. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ross Originals, for that. <laughs> <laughs> title uh, um so those those were all we uh, are days away from my 40th birthday you know <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome for the drink <laughs> and happy birthday thank you from josh wyatt we've got corpse roulette now, I really I want to point out to the listeners that uh, Tom has just got a sort of ledger out to read that off. He's not he doesn't read them off a screen. He's got an actual yeah. physical book. I am not making this up. This is real. He's got a a black it looks like a leather bound book from this an- angle. I don't know what it really is. It's got a Star Wars. It's got on a it. Star <laughs> Wars on it. Oh, okay, it's a Darth Vader notebook. But Putting that no, not putting that aside. That is the very detective's notebook that Nobby might have, isn't it? Because he's a big, <laughs> yeah, big he's, got a, he's got a Darth Vader on the front yeah. of his notebook. Yeah. And every and every week he uses the first three pages of his notebook. Yeah. Uh, and and every one. every every kind of uh, movie of this, yeah. he he uses the first three pages of the notebook, and then has a new notebook the next time because yeah. he forgets where he puts it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And because they brought out a new one, and he has to have the new note, the new notebook. That's true. 
So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Corpse Roulette has to take place in Vegas, right? Oh, yeah. sure, yeah. This this is this is one where where uh, you know. Sorry, sorry. I just thought of you know how I've got a different notebook every time. You know how <laughs> yeah. in how in James Bond he's got a new watch which is like advertised yeah. <laughs> on, on TV and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, we're gonna get the big the big sponsor books from Paper Chase. Yeah, <laughs> you know W H Smith. Who's, are gonna, who's gonna get the Nobby notebook? <laughs> There's a bidding war for uh, the Nobby notebook. So, uh, it's in Vegas. It's in yes. Vegas, and someone has been killed. Um, how have they been killed? It's got to be something to do with the gambling roulette, hasn't it? They oh, yeah, killed. I think, I think, uh, like, oh, he was choked doing... with one of those balls in the roulette wheel. Yeah, and he was doing really well on the roulette wheel. This is a guy who was like, he was on a winning streak. And then he turns up dead. So it's like, who so, did it? Was it the owner of the casino? Was it the the woman that he had standing next to him who seemed to be making eyes at someone else? Was it... Um, and, and somebody else. So, all right. My- mysteries are hard, but uh-huh. here's, here's something, okay. right? Um, a, a good set piece for the reveal of this body. Mm, yeah. Which is to say, and I think, firstly, I think that... Um, we have this person go missing. The body hasn't been found, mm. right? But this person is needed for. They have. They have to go on stage mm. in Vegas, okay. uh, and their their managers are looking all over for them and stuff. It's kind of a, a an Elvis kind of figure, you know. So it's yeah. very important in the, for this show. Yeah. Um, uh, and they've gone missing, and the management are willing to pay any amount of money to get the best in the business, Nobby, to come and to come and uh, get um, to to come and help. Um, so, front of the casino, the one big game where you can win a car and stuff. You know, there's always one big floor thing, right? Uh, one big floor game. It's, it's usually like a, a kind of a kino, a, a lottery that, you know, um, someone will, will win at the end of it. It's one giant wheel of fortune. Mm. Right? And in every segment, there is a glass-walled... Um, uh, you know, if you imagine the Wheel of Fortune, the show, mm. except instead of a, like a flat panel with um, with numbers on it, it's like it's it's like a a, a kind of a perspex mm. screen yeah, with a with a slot behind it, um, and and in that is a load of cash, right? right? It's just loads and loads of uh, you know hundred dollar bills or whatever. And then, uh, so when they spin it and it comes out down the bottom and if, and, and, and if you get the right one, then it, the cash all floods out the bottom and you're like, oh, wow, I've won loads of money. Yeah. Um, that, like, as the, as the wheel spins and it comes to the, to the bottom, within the cash rolls out this corpse. Oh. It just like, you know, it, it's sort Ooh. of, the, the, the corpse has been put in the perspex yeah. space. You know where where it was so unlikely that wait wait it would wait be, wait 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 up. I know a cooler way of doing it. It's it's like the the it's not perspex right. It's uh, it yeah. is actually covered up. But at the end of the day, the one of the compartments, like whatever the person gets, that one opens and they get the cash out of that. And then the person operating it is like, here's what you could have won, and they start sliding away the covers from all the other oh, compartments yeah. so it's like money in that one jewels in that one uh, car yeah. keys in that one that represents the car and then yeah there's a pair of eyeballs and then there's oh. a hand and they didn't know this but someone's <gasps> cut up a corpse and hidden it in all the compartments oh. dun, dun, dun. and uh, yes. nobby noir is on his way to comic-con 
um, yeah. Yeah. Las Vegas. He was, and he, no, 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 he not Las Vegas. No, he was trying to go to the oh, casino. Yeah. He's ended up going to Comic Con. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's yeah. like, "This is better. I'm having a nice time." <laughs> <laughs> I, I quite like the idea. He was going to San Diego Comic Con, and yeah. he ended up in Las Vegas. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> just, yes, just. The the first time we see him, he's just wandering through Las Vegas, like, oh, this is nice. He like he missed he missed getting an autograph from uh, Mark Hamill. Yeah, and Mark uh, Mark Hamill was on his way to Vegas just to do some gambling, mm. and uh, so he just got on the same. But not bl- but not gambling th- in the casinos, just like you know, hopping and skipping around gambling. and having a nice time. Yeah. Just gambling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gam- that's where he does gambling it. Gambling around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, la, la, la. I'm Mark Hamill. <laughs> as, as he's wants to go. As he's want to go. You can and always hear him skipping. I never thought of that. But I never thought of that. But like, yeah, what Nobby does is he accident. He's trying to go somewhere else, and he accidentally shows up where there's a murder. He's not. He's not a detective, <laughs> but he keeps ending up detectiving things because he's got such bad sense of direction that he ends up at murders. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good idea. Like, and it's like thank goodness you're here. You're that detective, and he's like, yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm a detective. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, clearly, you're someone of note. You're wearing a cape and a wizard's hat. Uh, <laughs> Either Hello. that, or you're getting frisky. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's me, Richard Iowardi as as as, as Nobby Noir. <laughs> so, so he gets all the suspects in this hotel room in Vegas. He's like, no one can leave. Until I figured out who's done it. Uh, <laughs> so who do we have? The the manager, the the uh, casino owner. Yeah. Um, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Uh, uh, yeah. You've got the uh, the woman next to him who was making eyes at someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Oh. <laughs> um, and you've got the the person who she was making eyes at. Jason Statham. Is that a dead person? No, 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 no. Isn't that the victim? No, no that's no, the cause... thing. That's the thing. She was on his arm, but she was making eyes yeah. at someone else, and there's a potential motive. You have to have you have to have little potential motives uh, with all these different characters. By the yes, way, Bill Murray and Olivia Coleman already this is the best cast murder mystery film. Like <laughs> a, a perfect <laughs> lineup. Who else are we gonna yeah. bring don't in? Don't fall this? into the uh don't fall into the Ken Branner trap, Dave, uh, where you that? where you just put famous and good and very good actors into your movie and then go, This is the best movie. It's not how that works. Oh, it didn't work, did it? Because that <laughs> that seemed like a fairly surefire way of doing a good Agatha Christie is it's very acceptable uh-huh. uh, as a movie. Um, just not at all thrilling in uh, the slightest. Well, the, the man she's making eyes at is Jason Statham. So there we mm. go. Um, we, we've, yeah. We're not casting anyone. Uh, Wouldn't we all? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't we all like to make eyes at Jason Statham? Yeah, yeah. Well, he is. Yeah. You'd all like to make eyes at me. I'm a very attractive man. I'm in a casino. Um. <laughs> I'll put it all on blank. <laughs> So, so Jason Statham is also in this hotel room, this giant penthouse hotel, this fancy penthouse hotel room, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and who else is there? I think you've got to have someone like a little bit kooky, yeah, like a little bit sort of um, uh, unexpected. Maybe Tina Fey can be there, yeah, um, playing like a uh, playing like a one of those. 
she's playing like a, a a woman who's obsessed with the um uh you know one armed bandit you know, uh, the, the, slot, the machines. slot machines yeah yeah um and she's like she was just so happened to be there but she's a little bit she's a little bit out there she's she's and at one point in the movie she makes a break for it she like absolutely Ugh. legs it out of the room while someone's not paying attention and runs down the corridor and you're like there's our bloody there's our bloody suspect right they're running yeah. and it turns out she just needed to get there to to like claim the free quarter uh, free bucket of quarters that they give out on this, <laughs> a certain time of night um and uh, the first person to get there it gets the gets the money or whatever so she just legs it out of the room and there's a whole chase sequence where she's parkouring <laughs> over, the, <laughs> over crowds. And uh, Nobby Noir is, is <laughs> taking all the wrong turns but somehow manages to cut her off. It's, yeah, it's an yeah, anti-chase sequence. Nobby Noir ends up, uh, ends up on the roof somehow. <laughs> He's just like... <laughs> ends up on the like, roof where... Goes, goes downstairs. Nobby Noir goes down, down the spiral staircases but when he opens the door... He's on the roof, and he's like, "How? How did I get oh, here?" I've got I really such a love... bad sense of direction. <laughs> I really love the idea that he gets onto the roof, and there's like the chef in the restaurant cutting up a body on the roof, <laughs> and he's just like, "Wow, did you cut up the other body?" And the chef is like, "You got me." <laughs> I do this for fun. I'm not the murderer. (laughs) (laughs) He is the murderer. This chef is the murderer. (laughs) He he rounded up all all the all the kind of main suspects, and it turns out it was someone completely different who he hadn't had any contact with. But it was the chef (laughs) who (laughs) who the the uh, the victim owed money to. Was just a serial killer. Just yeah. like it's cu- just cutting up other bodies as well. Yeah, yeah. Just just a he, finds him to, yeah. he finds him apparently cutting up a second body. He just yeah. he yeah. loves he loves <laughs> cutting up meat. That's why he's a chef. What he should have been is a butcher. And he's he's, yeah. he's yeah. kicking himself because he loves cutting up bodies, so he has to just <laughs> cut up people. He's like, Oh, I should have been a butcher, really, but oh, I got it mixed wow. up with chef. Chop, 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 yeah. chop, chop. He's doing a, doing a carrot as he says <laughs> this. <laughs> imagine the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes like can you imagine is it just like I was trying to figure out the, the, the fun of, of a mystery is trying to figure out the, uh, it along with the, the, the detective and he just bumped into the killer <laughs> and it's quite early on killing. it's quite early on in the film as well like for the, they have, yeah, the yeah. rest of the film is just I don't know he just it's, it's just a, Mark Hamill gambling. Yeah, it's, it's a montage <laughs> of, of Richard Ayoade and Mark Hamill having a real fun time in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. That's, Wait, this sounds like a very good film. <laughs> that's, that's that's the second half of the movie. Like this is the thing. It's yeah. <laughs> it's the first half is a murder mystery. The second half is just a montage of people having fun. No wonder this franchise took off if that was the first film and it was like it was just the two of them like what 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 which one of my various podcasts was i on one time when i i I was presented with something i hadn't thought of before about the james bond films which was that they are wish fulfillment sort of dad films for guys who feel that their lives have sort of settled down more or less irreparably, and they're going like, mm. oh, but imagine if I could go on this, if I, if I could go to that country and muck about and have that good watch 
and have those <laughs> yeah. women on my arm and things like this. Yeah. And and it's just like a, they're actually just tourist tourism films. Well, yeah. this yeah. is like the equivalent of that. The the um, the Nobby Noir films. There's always a mystery to be solved, but the main thing is like, wouldn't it be nice if you just had a nice time in Las Vegas with Mark <laughs> Hamill? And that's why it does Here are so the fun well. Fun things to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, as the series goes on, they have to make the mysteries a bit more involved because you know they've. It's a bit. It's it's not really in vogue anymore to just point at a uh. foreign country and go weird, eh? Wouldn't it be interesting to be there? So instead, well, they have to do mysteries. We get funding from the Vegas Tourist Board, and, and yeah. part of it is just and W H Smith oh, yeah. and W H yeah, yeah. Smith as well for the Nobby's Notebook. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got, I'm on the, I'm on the database of uh, little acts with little tiny dot eyes. Oh, I see. Right. Oh, I see. You're perusing uh, the date. Right. Right. I didn't, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. on a list somewhere of people to watch out for. <laughs> yeah, okay. Listen, so it just seemed like a sudden thing to drop into the series at this stage. I, by the way, I'm on the database. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, yeah. I am on the database, <laughs> but of actors with little tiny dot eyes. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. It's, it's what Phew. casting directors uh, type in, just like little dot eyes database. <laughs> yeah. Need a guy with little dot eyes. New guy moves in next door to you. He bangs on the door. He's like, hi, <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm legally obliged to tell you because I've moved in that I am actually on the database of, uh, of people who like having a good time. Of <laughs> uh, party lads. <laughs> of absolute legends. <laughs> oh, God, they're going to be having a party every weekend, aren't they? <laughs> there goes the neighbourhood. <laughs> I honestly wish he was a sex offender. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm that as well, but also, I'm a legend. <laughs> Absolutely. The two things are connected. <laughs> Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.